On today's show, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Josh Green, Jason Kidd, the Dallas Mavericks. What kind of expectations do we have for them for the rest of the season? Going into the playoffs, what should we expect? Talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. And welcome, you're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day and every post game. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. And the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know in the comment section below what's one thing you expect from the mavericks for the rest of the season going into the playoffs one thing could be about a player could be about the team could be a record you could go game by game in the comments and predict the the schedule (laughs) a thing isaac loves and speaking of isaac joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com the playoff push person the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris i'm actually gonna zag a little bit on that it's not as bad when you do it at this point in the season. <laughs> it's the pre it's before the season stuff that when people are looking at trying to predict the months, schedule release day, schedule release day. Yeah. And people are like, Hey, in March, they're going to Memphis. And it's like, <laughs> you don't even know where Memphis will be, Yeah, but it's, it's a, at least, you know, you, you hear, uh, Hey, the Mavericks have the easiest schedule for the rest of the rest they, of the season. They do now, typically like, I'm like, uh, okay. I don't, I hate stuff like that. It's like easiest, hardest, whatever. But at this point in the last 20, 23 games of the season, it actually does mean something because for the most part, a lot of people have already kind of like picked their lane of this team is going to suck this year compared to, Hey, this team is going to be. We know the direction of most teams, except for any of the teams in the West. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on today to get started. All right. Today, we're going to be answering your questions. Expectations going into playoffs. What expectations should we have for this Dallas Mavericks team the rest of the season? What's the best potential playoff matchups in, in round one? I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Their ideal playoff bracket going into the playoffs. And then we'll do some rapid fire biggest questions. We had you guys respond with your biggest question for the Mavericks, and we're trying to rapid fire answer some of those in the third segment. So let's start here. Joseph, you got that music going long today. I say, we almost ran out of music. We almost ran out of music. I, let, <laughs> I let it ride for no reason at all. Um, Joseph and Fabian had kind of the same question. They said, what are realistic expectations coming out of the break, the all-star break? Can we mm. go on a big run? Is this is the fifth seed and second round exit our realistic ceiling? So let's talk about expectations. What are you expecting for the Mavericks for the rest of the season? Oh man, the rest of the season, I, I do think they'll go on a run. You know, their next five games coming out of the break are at, all at home. It's this homestand here. Um, actually, I could be wrong on that. I'm looking at the month of March right now. <laughs> Sorry, real real easy thing we need to get right here. Just uh, throwing out six. Actually, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, next, it's actually six games. You were wrong. Six it's games. Six yeah. games. <laughs> I wasn't looking at that Spurs game tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think you know Kyrie said this the other day. He said, you know, if we are in training camp right now, everybody wouldn't be able to see us like working things out on the fly. 
And but this is kind of like their training camp together, and we're we're having to watch all the mistakes in real time. Yeah. And so I I think we're gonna still see some of that, but I do expect them to win a ton of games down the stretch. And I think they're gonna be good. I think the duo is gonna be great. Um, and yeah, I I think they'll go on a little run. I think you know it might be a little rusty at first, but I expect them to come come back from All Star break, play a Spurs team, and I think they're gonna get their first win together at home. And it's gonna kind of set you know set the ship there going forward. Then they got another horrible team on Sunday. So touche. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got the Lakers. So that that home stand is Thursday against the Spurs. Sunday, a weird like afternoon game home against the Lakers. Uh, that next Tuesday against the Pacers. Thursday against the the Sixers. Sunday, March fifth, home for the Suns. Then Tuesday against the Jazz. So like. The Sixers and Suns are some tough teams, but the rest of those teams are like some of the worst teams in the NBA or some of the bottom level teams in the NBA. So this should be a team that comes out and does go on a run. Like you said, they do have the easiest schedule record-wise for the rest of the season, so I do expect them to go on a, a big run. I don't know what that means for this Mavericks team. I also, I took a listen to Theo Pinson's podcast today talking mm-hmm. about the Kyrie trade and talking about playing with Kyrie, and like these guys are so jacked up right now they're so excited a trade you know much like the trade last year to bring in Dinwiddie and you know and and to send out Christoph Porzingis a trade just kind of shakes things up and sometimes you needed to shake things up and boy did this team need to shake up something right like they were just it was just a slog even watching this team imagine being on the team so for Theo Pinson the way he was talking about it on his podcast today was like it's it's electric. It's electric playing with Kyrie Irving, having him on the court, being, you know, I, I've played with him before, but having him with Luca, all of a sudden Luca has a guy. Luca has somebody he can work with. And like he even mentioned, you know, respect to Jalen Brunson. He should have been an all-star this year. Like Theo Pinson said that. He should have been an all-star. But this is Kyrie Irving, right? Like they're they were he's the t- the team is very excited and they're really amped up. For the second half of the season, they should come out really motivated and they do have things to prove, right? This team has something to prove They're, they're they can lose no ground in the standings. And so I think they should go out. It's, it's fifth seed realistic expectations that, that Joseph and Fabian ask right, right now. The Mavericks are in sixth and they're only two and a half away from thirds. So like anything is possible in the standings right now. Like I think if they do go on a run and they win a bunch of their games here, I think four, three, like they could get home court. I, th- I think that's not out of the realm of, of like realistic possibilities. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, they're, they're just two and a half away from Sacramento. So, um, you know, I, I haven't looked at some of their schedule, you know, the rest of the way, but yeah, I mean, they could go all the way up to three. I don't see them, you know, hitting that two mark. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. You don't, you don't see them going to two. However, 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 <laughs> they do play Memphis three times. Yeah. Between now and the end of the season, 22 games, they play Memphis three of those times. So if they beat Memphis all three times and all of a sudden they like get up there, Memphis also has not been great as of late, right? Like Memphis has gone on a little bit of a a slump here. And so if anybody's going to catch the Memphis, like the Mavs have a good chance because they do beat Memphis and they have three games against them. So three opportunities to take them, which I think is interesting. I I don't Okay, It's not one of my expectations to make them to, to second, but I think they could get there. Yeah, I want to. I do want to like slow down a little bit on the no. expectation for it because, <laughs> you know, we are still just you know a couple of games into Kyrie and Luca. You know, we say I, I think they won't win a lot of games. I don't know if we're gonna get a twelve game winning streak, you know, in here. But you know, 
I think you're still going to see a little bit of rust, right? Like sure. if they came out, I expect them, you know, to win more games than lose in their, you know, first six games coming out of break at home. But it wouldn't shock me if, you know, they went three and three and, you know, they, they win one of those really good ones against, you know, the Sixers or Suns, but then, you know, they lose a game against the Pacers or something like that. And we're like, all right, how do we feel about it? But that's the, I think that they will end up winning a ton of games. I think the, the last stretch of the season, we could see them go like eight and two to finish the year or, you know, nine and, you know, nine and three to finish the year, something like that, that we're looking at and saying, all right, you, you really figured it out now. Um, can we go on a big run? What would you consider a big run? Um, yeah, like you know, you went ten out of thirteen. They got twenty two, you know, twenty two games left. What's what's constituted as a big run? Well, okay, let's just take a guess at what their record's going to be the rest of the year. <laughs> if they go fifteen and seven. Is that a big run? No. Yeah, so you got to win more than fifteen of your last twenty two games. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I think if you're looking at you know what, eighteen and five, something like that. That's I mean, a big that's run. a. I think that's a pretty pretty big run to end the year. Coming up, let's talk about playoff matchups. Who is the best first round playoff matchup for the Mavericks? There are um, there are tons of options <laughs> for that. We'll, oh, yeah. talk, we'll talk about who's the best one coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in America. They're also Lockdown's new sportsbook partner. Go check out FanDuel right now. See what's available for you. Dallas Mavericks regular season wins. 45 and a half is the Mavs over under right now. The Mavs are at 31. So we just talked about it. If they're going to go on a big run. Under 45 and a half is, is, is the favorite right now. So you could get some good action on over 45 and a half. So if you think 46 wins, so you're thinking the Mavericks, what would they have to win? They would have to win. They would have to go on that, that bigger, big run 15. They have to win 15 or 16 out of their last 22 to go over on that one. So go check that out on FanDuel. Check out all the other stuff they have. They don't just have NBA. They have uh college basketball, NHL, PGA tour, tennis, soccer. They have all kinds of different things. Aussie rules, football. They have stuff from March 16th. Richmond versus Carlton in the AFL. Oh, Carlton for sure. Must, must watch game there. Go check it out. Also, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk about, let's answer some more questions from our listeners. The Raccoon Squad. You're part of the Raccoon Squad. If you listen or watch the show every day, we appreciate each and every one of you. You make our lives so much better. All right. Bates, someone that I've met in person, you you, you know in person, we've known, listened a long time, says, what are the potential best and worst case scenario first round playoff matchups for the Mavs? Let's just go, what, what's our what's our best case scenario for a first round matchup right now? Um, Spurs? <laughs> uh, They're out, man. Now, now it's done. Now, okay, qualify, like, who are you including in this? Okay, so right now, like, the Lakers are Four games out of seventh. <laughs> I, I think we think the Mavs are going to finish between three and six. That seems okay. good. I don't think they're going to fall into the play-in. I don't think you do either. So we'll, let's stay out of the play-in for right Hopefully now. Hopefully not. Some things are kind of questionable. If they so fall. we're talking about who can be three, four, five, and or six, depending on where the Mavs land. So now our options are the Kings, the Clippers, the Suns, Pelicans, Wolves, Warriors. Let's throw them all in there. Who's who's the best matchup out of the out of that group? Um, man, I love your I love big ums when I ask good questions. Yeah, it's 
I don't know if you really are asking them. The fans are asking Bates them. asked a good question. Uh, good job, Bates. Kings, Clippers, Suns, Pelicans, yeah. Wolves, Warriors. Who's the best matchup for the Mavericks in that group? I think I'm going to go. It's it's a toss. I'm going back between two teams. It's the Kings or Wolves. Uh, and I think I will go with the Kings because of the inexperience. And it sucks because I'm like, I want to root for them so bad and light the beam and all that. I think we're going to see some really big angling for teams to play the Kings come <laughs> like the end of the year. Poor, poor beam it, team. It, it's just, it's just new, right? Like it's just, it's brand new for them. I mean, they haven't even played in a play in, right? Like, so, and they haven't got the participation ribbon to play in the player and, you know, play in and player. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think it would be the Kings if I had to, as far as the best matchup for Dallas. I, I'm going to go Wolves. I think I'm going to go Wolves with that one first. I'll go Wolves, Kings as our as the best two. Pelicans, Pelicans is weird because if Zion plays, that's a disaster for the Mavericks. That is, Maxi Kleba's not having a good week. <laughs> it's yeah. because he has to guard Zion for the whole thing. But he's got a hamstring thing. I, I just don't expect Zion to play in the playoffs but jake madison of lockdown pelicans i talked to him today he said he does expect him to play so that kind of takes that out and so that that puts him down so i think pelicans are three for me then i would go clippers four suns five warrior six as like i think i'd rather play the warriors than the Suns. yeah that that's the that's our question now who would you rather play warriors or Suns? clippers clippers are out of that conversation right you'd rather you'd rather play the clippers than the Suns or warriors I, I think I'd rather play the Warriors more than the Clippers. Than the Clippers? Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. I'm worried about the bigger wings right now. Like I'm worried about obviously everybody's worried about KD. Yes. I'm worried about Kawhi. I'm worried about I mean even to an extent like Brandon Ingram because like you're you're now that you don't have Dorian, your biggest wing defender, you're kind of like teetering between Maxi and Reggie, and if Maxi's out there. Then it's like, all right, then Dwight's out there if Maxie's guarding like KD, because then Dwight's got to guard Aiden. But if you're like running Maxie at center, then you're running like Reggie at the four or Josh at the four, and they're like, what, 6'5, six, 6'6? Six, six? And that's where Dorian's six, eight, six, nine frame came into play against a KD, Ingram, Kawhi, something like that. So that's, yeah, that's where I just get a little worried with it. That's why I'd almost lean towards playing the Warriors more than the Clippers and Suns. And that sounds, blasphemous kind i've of. heard dorian's not playing that well for the nets brooklyn you just give him back just like just send it back can you just, just wave him just, just just for like the playoffs run can actually we just, i don't think we can pick him up just for the playoff run yeah that's true they couldn't it'd be like the bobon thing they can't just wave him and you pick him up <laughs> too bad we don't have terrence ross <laughs> the, the could, have, could have had him years ago too is, is 2019 2023 the suns I, I don't know what they are, but I also know that they're not defending the Mavs either. Like, who's defending Luka and Kyrie on that team now without Bridges? And even Bridges didn't do that great of a job on Luka last year. But I think I, think, I actually think KD would. I mean, yeah, that, that but then KD's picking him up. So it's and, more like who's guarding Kyrie. Yeah, that's the question. Is it Chris Paul? They'll, th- they'll throw they'll throw bodies at. It's going to be Booker, yeah. right? It'll be Booker or a Kogi or. Tori I was going to say that they'd else. probably start Kohi, yeah, and say, "Hey, have fun." But I think the Mavs are a matchup problem for the Suns, just like they were last year, but in a worse, <laughs> in a worse way for the for the Suns. Yeah. Um, the Warriors are just such a bad matchup for the Mavericks. Like just all, everything that they do, 
uh, a team that doesn't rebound ever out rebounds the Mavs because of <laughs> because of their you know bigger guards and wings and because of Looney. Um, but the Clippers, I, I, this Westbrook thing, I just, I just don't know what they're going to do. It's incredible. I know. <laughs> I yeah. I just I'm so tired of playing the Clippers in the playoffs. Can we just not? <laughs> can we just avoid? It's them? so I just possible don't want right now. They could be the four or five very easily. It's so annoying. I can't do it. I would, you know, we didn't talk about like what if one of these other teams catch Memphis. You know, Sacramento's three games behind the Clip Clippers have a. I know the Russ thing is is Russ, but like they could go on a run and it wouldn't shock yeah. me. You know, yeah, at the end could. of the year. Or, you know, even like Phoenix, whatever. Like if somebody passes up Memphis, I know I, I this is I'm this is really come back to haunt me, but I'm just not scared of Memphis. And like Memphis would be on one of my list of like, hey, I'd rather like I would rather play this is gonna get dangerous here. Throw throw Memphis I'd, in those list then. I'd rather play Memphis more than I would want to play the Clippers, Suns. Um Warriors? No, I'd still want to I'd want to play the Warriors. I know more, I would want to play. I would, no, I'd want to play the men. I would want to play the Grizzlies over the Warriors. Wow. Yeah. I so I'd put I'd put Memphis behind Sacramento and Minnesota as like. I'd probably put the Pelicans over them, but there's just something about it. And, you know, see, they don't have the big the big wing. You know, like no. you know, Jaw's job, but like they throw Josh at him and just say, "All right, have fun with just that." Run around. They, and good luck guarding Luca. They're not going to guard Luca. And Dylan Brooks is just going to hurt him. <laughs> like that's that's their answer there. Yeah, I mean he would try to guard Kyrie, I guess. But it, it's just they're they're a really well coached team. I just I don't know. There's something about them. I'm not. Well, the the thing know. about Memphis is what I've been saying all year on Locked On NBA is they're the worst half court offense team of any contending team in the NBA. Like the Lakers are two points per 100 possessions better in the half court offensively than the Grizzlies are. If that tells you anything of like yeah. how bad they've been. So like when you need a bucket, when you need it most, they 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 have not. Some somebody asked a question about the path, like the path of the playoffs that you'd want. Yeah. So what what, what was know, that exact? Question? What's your ideal bracket for the Mavs if you had to, if you had it? So we we would rather play the Wolves. I don't the Wolves Here, or the or the Kings or the Grizzlies are kind of like our top three. Yeah, this is the parameters I would go with. I just want to play one of the Nuggets and Suns. <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's just who I want to avoid in that second round. The you know, the most. Can we can we force them to play each other in the second round to where if you made another conference finals run, you just have to play one of those teams in the conference finals. Yeah, if it stays the way that it is, that's the case. Nuggets would be one and then the clip the Suns are five, so they'd be in the four or five. So the Nuggets would play potentially the Suns in the second round, and that's that's what you want if you're if you're the Mavericks. It honestly, if the playoffs ended right now, that would be the or the season end right now. This was how how I'd want it. Honestly, because the the path for the Mavericks would be Sacramento in round one. You're feeling good about that one. Yeah. Uh, round two would be whoever wins between. Memphis and like Memphis and Golden State. Yeah, Memphis and the Warriors or, probably. Or or, or, or Pelicans or, or, or Pelicans. So you're probably playing Memphis second round. What yeah. if it's Memphis Wolves again? Like <laughs> just run it just run it back from That's last right. year. Um yeah, then you're playing them. You're feeling pretty good about either of those matchups. And then you conference finals. Now all of a sudden like like, like right now you'd you would avoid Denver, the Clippers, and the Suns. 
in the first two rounds. That's the ideal one. That's to answer that, Victor's yeah. question. That's the ideal bracket. Is the one that we have yeah. right now. You're also yeah. you're don't, also avoiding the you're also avoiding the Warriors. Uh, well, I mean, if the if the Warriors finish at eighth, that would be the perfect one. If they finish at seventh, then you're you know then you're playing you know Golden State or Memphis in the second round. Yeah, I prefer not to play Golden. I State think Memphis either. beats the Warriors this year. They're they're a bad matchup for them. Whereas the Mavs are Warriors are a bad matchup for the Mavs. It's kind of weird. Like you. I wouldn't. I would not bet against the Warriors like round one against anybody uh, if they're healthy. Every team right now is avoiding the Lakers. So that's true. Even Anthony Davis. Coming up, <laughs> let's answer your biggest question for the Mavericks. We had you guys respond with, "What's your biggest question for the Mavericks?" We got answers. We'll answer those coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's answer some of the biggest questions that Mavs fans, the Raccoon Squad has for the Mavericks. We'll try to answer them in like one sentence, and then you can elaborate on it. Uh, here we go. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Just like we did yesterday. Um, Steven says, if Mavs play Clippers in the first round with both rosters fully healthy, what outcome would you anticipate? Long series, Dallas pulls it off. Yeah, Dallas and seven for me is the answer. I'm, I'm not going to say I would feel like really confident in it, though. But the Clippers I think team has I'm, been I, weird. They're not a good offense. I feel more team. confident that they have Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Russ like last minute of a playoff game. He's closing a playoff game and he just jacks up a three when they need a bucket. And the Mavs get a long. Josh Green gets a long rebound and runs it to the other end and dunks it. And you're like, wait, what just happened? That was like a six point swing. You know what would what what would sell me on the play in if the Clippers <laughs> dropped. And they and they played the Lakers in the play-in, and they beat the Lakers, and it's like Russ, you know, just like sticking it to the doing Lakers. the Patrick Beverly like shirt off on the scores table like he did yeah. for the Timberwolves last year. That that's what we have to in do. crypto arena and crypto. I own the crypt. Like he just yells something like that. <laughs> Escobar says, "Why does it feel like Kyrie signing barely moved the needle? Like we took two steps forward, but three steps back." No, 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 no. You, you took a step back to take a m- massive step forward. Like it, you know, you definitely took a step back because of like chemistry and, you know, adjusting to a, a, another star player coming in, but it feels that w- that way right now, but legitimately you walk into every playoff series, having a legitimate chance now because you have Kyrie. The answer to Escobar's question is because there's, they've only played two games together. <laughs> That's the answer. There's yeah, there's yeah. too much like looking at just the immediate, oh, well, almost got blown out by the Wolves, so this team must not be very good. Okay, let's give them some time to figure it out. It's it's going to take a little bit of adjusting. It's going to take more than two games for them to figure out how to play together. You got That Kyrie fourth quarter against Minnesota yeah. should be the biggest thing that we hold on to right now. I'm like, holy crap, we have somebody else that can do that. The reason why you've been, we've been talking about a second star, a second star, a second star next to Luca for so long is because a second star covers up so many weaknesses. I talked about this on Monday. What, how many things Luca covers? Kyrie covers almost as many of those things, right? Like you have now two guys that can cover your weaknesses and now can cover Luca's weaknesses instead of yeah. just it's Luca and three pointers are bust. That was it. That was the whole calculus for the Mavericks all year is Luca. And or three pointers and bust. Sometimes both. Sometimes one or the other can carry the other. But now, now you add Kyrie into that mix, and it's a different formula. Yeah. 
Mets Mavs. I don't know how you become both of those, but says weird Venn diagram, which Mavericks role player raises the Mavs ceiling throughout the playoffs. I take this as who's the role player that steps up all of a sudden. And we're like, Oh dang. Um, I feel like the easy answer is going to be Josh, but I'll say Maxi. Mm. Yeah. I think of Max. I think of Maxi can, I remember, I mean, he hit a million threes against Utah last year. He yeah. was, he was a big reason why, you know, they won that series and he shot what 50% from three that series. Yeah. If he can be that, that stretch five, that same maxi again, come playoff time and hold his own as, as the, you know, stretch five, defending five paint, protective five, switchable five, you know, all of that uh, in the playoffs, then that, that raises the ceiling for me uh, almost more than it. Like, Maxie's the guy that if you came down to the end of the year and you uh, picked one player that you could guarantee like full health for the playoffs, I would pick like outside of like the stars, yes. I would pick Maxie over anybody else. I think between Maxie, Reggie, and Tim Hardaway, you got and and throw Christian Wood in there too. You have four guys that can hit like four or five threes in a game, and that can swing a playoffs. Like so, I think yeah. the Mavs have a lot of these answers. Uh, Tim's a sneaky answer to this because Tim's going to play a lot. Yes. And if man, if if Tim got hot, if he got like rookie sophomore game, you know, over <laughs> what nine years ago, <laughs> yeah, over the span of like a month and a half, and he just went supernova for a playoffs, like that would just. Yeah, raised so much for the team. He was the second leading scorer for the Mavericks when you know in the second Clipper series. So I mean, we've yeah. seen him score in the playoffs before. Didn't play last year. Um, Johan says, "What should be the voice of the teams? In who should be the voice of the of the team in terms of defense now? Since Dorian is gone, who should be the voice of the team? <laughs> Kyrie, defensively. Kyrie." You still think it's you think it's Kyrie? I think it's Kyrie. Yeah. I don't know who like Josh doesn't have the pedigree yet. No. Reggie doesn't. He's not as talkative. I don't. I don't think as Dorian. You could make, like, you can make the argument if Dwight was better, it'd be Dwight. Luke ain't leading nothing defensively, so <laughs> it's Kyrie. I mean. Yeah. Uh, who's your answer? <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Uh. Tim, my, hey guys, I, I immediately got something that I'm not. <laughs> I immediately got taken back to that clip of of Jason Kidd on the on the the sidelines. I'm like, like, stay home, don't stay home, don't stay home, don't. You remember, remember that like over yeah. and over again. The I guess it's Kidd. I was gonna say the voice of the defense is probably Sean Sweeney, <laughs> Sweeney <laughs> or, or, yeah. or Jason Kidd. That's that's probably the answer. Uh, Kyrie's an interesting answer to this question. We'll find yeah. out. We'll find. Out. They need a voice. They need somebody to step up because. His defense is all about communication, and somebody's got to be the one to do it. Kyrie's going to be the vocal leader of this team, like right now. That's just how it's going to be. That's a lot for me to take in right now. Man on the street says, "Why don't? Why won't the Mavs sign bigs? Like free agent bigs, right? Right now, like Whiteside, Cousins, Aldridge, or my answer to this is this: Javale McGee. They tried, like they they tried to yeah. sign one. They they didn't have a lot of. They couldn't just go out and sign." somebody that was better than JaVale. Like they didn't have any, they didn't have that option this off season. So there's still a chance they could just go out and sign wall and cousins right now. I was gonna say cousins is not going to be the answer. Marcus Aldridge is not going to be the answer. I don't think Hassan Whiteside would have been the answer. Is he better than JaVale McGee right now? I don't know. Probably not. I honestly don't know. Cause 
I mean, Javel's been playing okay right before the All Star break, but before that, he wasn't playing at all. So yeah, but Hassan Whiteside's not on the team. He's not playing at all. Very true. <laughs> so so that's that. I mean, so if you're asking about buyouts, then the answer is there's you know a bunch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this a little bit, but it's like, all right, if you're going to sign Aldridge, you already you already have McGee. Is, is it worth just? Is Aldridge that much better, you know, than Javel to just flat out DMPCD all this, you know, Javel for no, you know for nothing just oh, to man. get a guy off the street? And but last one we'll do here. Matthias says, "Are the Mavs better prepared going into this year's playoffs compared to last year's playoffs?" Somebody tagged me on a tweet today that it was like somebody was like listing out the 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 roster of like last year compared to like this year. And it was just like comparing the two. And it's so yes, I know the exact tweet that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was, I looked at it and stared at it probably longer than I would. I should have is like <laughs> trying to compare the two things. Kyrie's an upgrade from Brunson. All right. Correct. So we got to just clear that out. Even though Brunson played really well on the court, Kyrie is, is an upgrade from Brunson on there. Um, it's just defensively that's in Maxi's health is the biggest thing for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we got to see when he's going to come back. You know, he's not quite ready yet. We've seen, you know, McMahon tweet about that today. Um, that that's the biggest thing losing Dorian and then like a non fully healthy Maxi that changes a, a ton for this team. So I don't know. Like, what was the exact question again? Are the Mavs better prepared going into this year's playoffs compared to last year? I think they have better pieces overall, considering you have Kyrie. I think the team's not as prepared because remember the, the remember the the plan last year or the game like the flow last year before even the Porzingis trade, which happened early February. They had already started to go on their run. They had already started to climb to be a top 10 defense to they found their identity they had started to like to win a bunch of games Brunson had taken a, a step forward like they had already started that a month ago and then and then after the all-star break they could they just continued it and they had the second ball they had the third ball handler they had a good defense their defense had been playing together you know after they got all the guys back from COVID so this this Mavericks team has less time than last year's team to like get going. So I think they're going to be less prepared, but I think they have better pieces. I think they have a higher ceiling this year because you have two mm, all star yeah. starters. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Lower floor probably because of the defense. I was just going to leave it at the higher ceiling part. <laughs> there you go. Guys, let us know in the comment section below what's one thing you expect from this team going forward. Go check out Locked On NBA. Pat, the designer, and I are hosting it today talking about the Atlanta Hawks. So if you want to hear about the, the turmoil Ooh. of Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks, hey, remember when, when Luka versus Trey Young was a thing? Remember that? Wow. Remember when Trey Young was an all-star? Remember when Cam Reddish was the reason why they won that trade? <laughs> Where go, did he get traded to? Go listen to – he went to the Blazers. Oh, yeah, Portland. Yeah. Go listen to Lockdown NBA today. Guys, thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.